This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with three for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. Beyond the pitch, beyond the results, we're here to connect fans, getting them to embrace the highs and lows of supporting your club because we're not just fans, we're a team. With two in three football fans having struggled with their mental health, we understand that life off the pitch can present its own challenges. That's why we're committed to ensuring you have the tools to stay connected with your friends and fellow supporters. Take a moment to connect with your mates. A simple text or an open conversation can make a world of difference. And if they don't respond right away, don't hesitate to follow up. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Virginia isn't for one type of person. Virginia is for road trippers. Are we there yetters? Mountain hikers and dock sitters because they're not active hikers. People who are kayakers. People who are not kayakers. Campsite campers and horseback riders. Wow, there's a lot to fit in here. Flatwater lovers, beach sun tanners, hole-in-the-earth explorers, and Shenandoah valiers. Should I keep going here? Well, you get the idea. Because Virginia is for all sorts of lovers. So come love it for yourself. On August 25th, I'm the most brutal, vicious, ruthless champion that ever been. The most anticipated original series is here. You may know Tyson. You're the heavyweight champion of the world, young, rich, and black. But do you know Mike? The minute you get too big, they gotta cut you down. Starring Trevante Rhodes. Um, I am Mike. And Harvey Keitel. They'll love you as much as they fear you. Now I'm really gonna have some fun. Mike, series premiere August 25th, only on Hulu. Tonight, Panorama focuses on the terrace gangs who follow one small second division club, Millwall, in London's Dockland. Deliberately, we're looking at this violence. I've travelled far and wide across the great divide. I've even sailed the seven seas. I've orbited in space in almost every place. I've even climbed the Pyrenees. But no longer will I roam. There is no place like Okay, and welcome back to another edition of That Mill Podcast. You've got myself, Omer, hosting today, joined with our, my regular co-host, Mickey. Good evening, or hello, uh, <laughs> good afternoon, good morning. So obviously, we've not had a show for the last couple of weeks or so, so we thought we'd do a little roundup, so to speak, of the last three games. Uh, obviously, we had a draw against Barnsley, another draw against Swansea, and then obviously that 1-0 win at the Valley on Friday night. I guess, Mickey, I'll come to you first. Five points out of nine. Win away at Charlton, happy with that? We would have win at Charlton only to, you know, gives us bragging rights as such. As much as I don't really look at Charlton as a rival, you don't ever want to lose to him, though, do you? Do you know what I mean? I think it's just... It's the most nervous I've been watching us play for a long while. I was sitting yeah. there thinking, God, if they do us here, we're in big trouble. Bragging rights and everything like that. Just It felt like a big crunch game Friday for me. 
It felt mad. It felt like a cup final to a degree, but especially when we weren't scoring. And it was like, you know, we were having so many chances or, or getting getting there and we were looking like we were getting them apart. But that final third just weren't working. We just couldn't get in there for love nor money. And um, yeah, definitely getting a bit nervous. Yeah, I think, I mean, obviously at the end, Jake Cooper, I know we've touched on this game first when it's the last one to talk about, but Jake Cooper turned up inside the box, mate. Strikers finish. Can't mate. be that, right? Do you know what? There's a there's a fella I know, right? And he knows who he is. If he listens, he knows exactly who he is. But he puts a tenner on Jake every game to score. Sixteen to one, he was at Charlton to score a goal. Decent, right? You know what I mean? Well, I think I saw another uh, tweet or something. Someone had forty to one on him first goal scorer. So, I mean, it's worth backing it every game. You know what I mean? If he's going to turn up and normally in the box with a header, I mean, not quite the normal finish with a right foot strike past the keeper high into the net, but. I think he took it well, didn't he? I think he took it really well. You know, it was a it was a scramble off a deflection, when it off a rebound as such, and he mm. and he just yeah he buried that. But you could see what it meant to the players as well to actually score, which is you know especially I mean the first players were suddenly started celebrating with Cooper was um was Ben Thompson and uh, and the new lad, wasn't it? The yeah. um, Billy Mitchell. Billy Mitchell. Yeah, you could see how much it meant to them. That was the funniest thing on Friday night that Billy Mitchell started trending on Twitter. And and you just needed to read the threads, and everyone was going on there thinking that something happened to Billy Mitchell out of EastEnders. <laughs> and when they found out that actually it was a Millwall player called Billy Billy Mitchell, they were all like really, really, really gutted. I thought he came on and done really well. To be fair, didn't he? He came on obviously for Marlon in the second half and 15, 20 minutes out of position. We used to see him in midfield, but he done really well on the right hand side. He done well, mate. He was yeah. yeah. He looked comfortable as well, considering he's only a young lad. He looked very, very comfortable. I was reading earlier today, I think Rowett said he's been one of the best in training since they came back from lockdown. So I think obviously he's given him his chance. I, I was kind of surprised to be honest. Obviously I've seen bits and bobs of him, but for Rowett to bring him on when it's nil-nil in a game against Charlton and despite obviously we're chasing, trying to get into the playoffs, but to bring on a kid 15, 20 minutes to go shows he has a lot of faith in him. He's got faith, yeah. I mean, also I, I, I think Gary's, when we played him before, he didn't care, did he? He was like, you know, throw everyone on it, go, let's go for it. And I think it worked then. You know, shit or bust seems to work. I agree with you, mate. I think the telling fact was he obviously made a sub at half-time, brought on Thompson for Mullenby. Mm. Thompson came on, done well. Obviously, his first kind of, time, kind of time we've seen him really since football's come back, really. I think he came on a little bit at Barnsley last few minutes. But even just seeing Thompson back on the pitch in a London derby against Charlton, kind of, I think it had a telling impact as well. Yeah, I think it was right. And I, and I think it was just sweet, though, with um, beating Charlton because we had all the bollocks with the flags I mean the big flag with fucking you know that come on you lions and all that uh, to be fair I don't care whether or not they put it in the stadium or not it, it, it is what it is and I'm not a big fan of that flag to be fair I think you know it is what it is and I think a lot of people aren't but the Theo Foley one I mean he played you know he played for both well he he, he worked for both teams mm -hmm. um, you know I'm surprised you know Charlton people have come out and said oh you know well we've done them we done a minute applause for him at the QPR game. Well, okay, great. But he played with both of us. He was in both of our teams. Surely it would have made more sense just to do that. And then everything to do with them taking the knee and not taking the knee. And then last minute, we're, no, no, we're going to take the knee. It just all added up to, you know, typical mind games from, from you know, from their manager, their board, whoever it was who decided to make the decision. I mean, I had sources who, 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 you know, I trust and told me stuff. And I mean, one of their descriptions were, you know, Charlton used to be um, a great club, you know, a, 
uh, a respectable club, and now it's just a horrible club internally. Yeah, especially with the game being on TV as well, it could have highlighted obviously having that flag there, obviously doing a minute silence maybe even for the flag know. was there, the Foley flag was there, but it was up the top, it was up yeah. near the press box in a corner. And really, that should have been down near the goal, behind one of the goals, and just really show a bit of respect. Do you know what I mean? The geezer gave, gave up his time playing for both of us, and he was, uh, you know, a good servant, good servant to a lot of teams. And um, I think the least you could do is just give him a bit of respect and just, it's a flag for fuck's sake. Do you know what I mean? Okay, you don't want a big fucking, whatever it is, 10 metres by 7 metres, whatever it is, right? And don't DM me or, or fucking... Uh, tweet me and tell me oh it's 10.05 and fucking 6.37 or whatever I couldn't give a fuck but football is all about superstition and the flag weren't there we won very true I think we had it at Barnsley didn't we we were in that was the first game I noticed it anyway and then obviously yeah, I think it was it. Swansea. so yeah first game without it and we won so maybe that is something for the superstitions out there to look into we say won't we on Wednesday yeah, very if we lose true. against Middlesbrough then you know and the flag's there <laughs> then do you know what it's that fucking flag if we win then you know what as most people say I talk a load of bollocks so yeah but you know it, it is what it is but I like the way that the fans saw the or the players saw the flag up on the tower block and you know acknowledged that and whatnot. It's just we had, over. Yeah, it was Alex Pierce, wasn't it? Pierce was going over to the the tower state, wasn't he, and clapping away. I think all the players laughed anyway. They kind of enjoyed it, but um, yeah, I think that was obviously quite noteworthy on Friday. Obviously, him coming back into the sides, we had our normal back three, so to speak: Cooper, Pierce, and Hutchinson, um, and it looked a bit more better, I think, at the back as well. I think it looked a bit more solid. They seemed to, I mean, it was it Cobra as well, when he got in and done that block on what looked as if it was going to be a sure goal for them. Yeah. Um, my heart fucking went on that one. Um, <laughs> but no, you know, I, I think the Charlton game, you could see the squad was a lot more up for it. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they were just, you know, Barnsley and Swansea, I think... Um, I think they were just settling down, getting their feet into it. I mean, I think I saw the other day that Rowley was talking about nine or ten points out of the, out of the possible 15, which is great. But unfortunately, the way Neil's going at the minute, mate, we need fucking 15 out of 15. 100%, mate. You mentioned, obviously, the Swansea and Barnsley game. I think Barnsley, I mean, to sum it up myself, I think it was quite a tough game. They had their chances and maybe was quite lucky to come away with a clean sheet. But I think it was kind of a ball draw, fair result maybe, in a sense. And we no, came to... So. And we came to Swansea, obviously, and Mason Bennett got his first goal. I thought he looked great in the first half. Unfortunately, he went off with an injury, and I think that was the telling factor in that game. And obviously, they had a bit of class from a Liverpool loney with a free kick, and that kind of all she wrote, I suppose, in that game. But, I mean, I hear Bennett might be back for the next game on Wednesday. Yeah, I mean... Um, what were your thoughts, obviously, on him on Wednesday against Swansea? He was class. He yeah. was fucking... It was, it was all over him, wasn't he? He was class. Yeah. He, he, looks, he looks a good player, and I think, you know... Whatever Gary knows about him, well, no one else seems to. Um, he's definitely brought him out. He's definitely made him a, you know, he comes across as a completely different player. I think he brings a bit of a raw pace to the side as well. And he's just a bit of kind of a handful. I mean, obviously, you've got Smith, who's obviously a six foot six towering striker. But I think with Bennett, he seems to be a bit of raw pace. He kind of likes to run around and obviously puts himself about as well, which obviously being a Millwall player is kind of helpful to have. But then, I mean, myself, obviously, on the game on Wednesday, or Tuesday, sorry, I didn't like Colin Mahoney's input, but then 
obviously on Friday, he was the one that had the shot that led up to Cooper's shot. I mean, I mean it was Cooper's goal. So, I mean, what's your thoughts, obviously, on Conor Mahoney, for example, player that's kind of in and out of the side? Is he someone, when we're thinking to next season, can we see players like Mahoney featuring next season? I don't know. I mean, he, he was crock of shit, though, wasn't he, on Tuesday? He just Mate, didn't... I, honestly, I, was, I put a tweet out it. myself. And, because he, he doesn't turn it on enough for me. I think on Friday, fair play to him. He came on. He, he had a telling input, obviously led to the goal. And I think kind of, in a sense, showed what he's about. But the thing for me is, if he plays on Wednesday, are we going to see that again? Probably not. And that's the issue. He doesn't seem to be consistent for me. No, he doesn't. I mean, is it is it down to positioning? I mean, is it is it down to the, the formation what um, Gary plays that he doesn't feel comfortable in certain places? Because um, obviously there was a different setup Tuesday, this Tuesday, Friday. But I mean, I think for me, like it's not necessarily yeah. even. I'm, I'm sure people be thinking like I'm looking at it going as oh he's not running around like Bennett. He's not closing down fullbacks. I don't mind if he is someone that we carry in the side defensively. But if you see him come out with moments of quality more frequently than he does, mm. I mean, you look at that Luton game earlier in the year, at New Year's Eve, I think it was, and obviously he scored a belt of a goal, South Smith. You're looking at it thinking, OK, you've shown us what you can do. I think when Harris signed him last year, he said, this player crosses the most balls in the Championship last season. He's going to get us loads of goals. We've not really seen it enough for me. And I think, obviously, Friday was an improvement. But I think... Myself, after the Swansea game, I kind of left thinking, is he going to be here next season? I personally think if Bennett signs, I don't think we'll see Mahoney next season. No, I think you're probably right. I mean, I've, I've, I mean, Bennett won't sign next season for us because he obviously has still got a year left. Whether or not Derby comes back... Um, He's on bad terms at Derby at the minute with their fans anyway. So. Yeah, I think they'll probably end up maybe loaning him out again. You know, if we can get him for another season then I think yeah great yeah I think if we can get him for another season I, I know he's got a year left on his contract so yeah I think he's alright I mean reading news at Den but it says there Gary said that you know without the likes of um, Parson O'Brien right yeah uh, no Bradshaw to have a go again in the third game of six days without as much training as no one else would have been a real challenge for Charlton and he said so we're a little bit limited in our forward options so that's why we went 5-3-2 to see if we could cause them a little problem of our own and it did cause them a problem I think it was shaping up a little bit and trying to mix it up a little bit and catch Charlton out, I guess, because I suppose with the five at the back and two, three, we're kind of unpredictable. I thought Leonard done the right on Friday as well. He came into the side. It's bad to deceive. I think that's it with Brian Leonard. You kind of look at him and think, you want him to offer a lot more. You want him to do well, because obviously he's quite a scapegoat under Harris, in my opinion anyway. So maybe rightly so at times, but I think if you look at him, you're hoping he kind of knuckles down and gets a chance on the side, and he's done all right on Friday. He's He seems to be a kind of player that gets himself in positions to do something good, and then you look at him, and he kind of panics, and obviously, it's not ideal to have in the side when you're looking to grab a goal. What about uh, Jed Wallace, mate? He's not really, he's not hit the ground running since he's come back. I mean, obviously, I, I thought he was, he was good on Friday, in my opinion. He was, he was, good, yeah, he was, he was running around all over the place on Friday. Again, I think, I mean, it must be like anything, can it? When you have a long time off work and you go back in, you know, I, you know, take me. I was off for six weeks furloughed, same as you. And then it takes you a good week or so to get back in. So, is it taking them a game or two to get back in? And now you're starting to see the players now that they've actually been training together and work because you can never really train as hard on your own as you would with a with a group and being pressured and saying, listen, you're not giving up yet. You're going to do another lap when you're going to do this. So maybe they just 
you know, maybe they were just knackered. Maybe they just didn't have, you know, that final that final push. Yeah, I think we've seen glimpses of Jed. Obviously, he laid on the assist to uh, Ben in the first, in the Swansea game. And obviously, he had a chance on Friday night. I think in the first half that he got through on goal and the keeper saved it. But I think personally, I'm just looking. Obviously, he grabbed us games by the scruff of the net before, and maybe we've not just seen that just yet. Um, but maybe with Middlesbrough Wednesday, 3 p.m. kickoff. <laughs> on a Wednesday maybe we might be able to see a bit more from him and hopefully win us a game or two really because I think if you look at the table mate we're what's it five points behind Cardiff at the moment uh, with five to play I think um, Cardiff Harris is not really doing us any favours is he really I think Tell you, you're getting good at this leading in isn't you? You, you you come up with it and then you just lead us lead us into this conversation that I think it's going to be Harris's uh Harris is, is a club legend, right? We know that, right? No matter what you say or do, he's a club legend. He's got the leading goal scoring, the lead, you know, he's done shitloads of games there. He, he is a legend, whichever way. But it just seems a bit unfortunate, I suppose, in the timing. They've rehad that mural sprayed, obviously, a tweet, you know, controversial tweet that we put out on the, on the, pod, on the, um, on the Twitter feed. Just, you know, it wasn't, we weren't being argumentative. We weren't really being in any way disgenuous. It was just, you know, he was an ex-manager. He was, a, you know, an ex-player. He is a legend, absolutely. But do you want a mural of his of his own there, um, especially now? And since that since that painting's come on, Cardiff just have not lost a game. <laughs> and no, you're right. I mean, for me, obviously, I personally don't mind it. I mean. It's obviously maybe could have done something different, obviously replacing it from it was there before for 10 years. But a lot of people grown kind of as part of their match day routine to see it. And obviously, for a reason, they grew attached to it. I think for me, it's more so to do with his time as a player, obviously being all-time leading goal scorer. And for fair play for that, then obviously you've got to have something there for that to celebrate him. But yeah, it was, it was an interesting talking point. And obviously, I weren't really sure when we put the tweet out what the reaction would be. But I think it was overwhelming kind of putting us in a place saying don't be silly asking that question really because he's a legend and he deserves his little mural space really yeah I mean I, I totally agree I think he is a legend I think he you know whichever way you look at it he you can't take away the fact of a legend but you know what personally if if I was involved in in helping the decision on that wall I would have probably had him but I would have had I would have had other legends around him so you know Having with that, I would have probably had Paul Robinson in there. I would have probably had Kitchener, maybe Cripps, maybe um, Keith Weller, you know, people like that, you know, proper legends from the, um, over the years, rather than it being focal point on one. Because, you know, it is it is like that at the minute that potentially Cardiff could keep us out of the playoffs. And they could be in the Premier League next season as well. So, I mean, 7.8% people agreed with you in that uh, poll, mate. 449 votes. Yeah. And um, the majority went with he's a legend. 78% of them. 100% should be there. And only 13% saying don't see the harm. And 7.8% saying no. So, I think quite overwhelming there. A lot of people think it deserves its place. And to be fair, I agree with it in a sense. And I can't argue it too much in that way. Would you make it the other line? Would you make it the other sign? <laughs> I personally would have gone with the other plan that I've seen float around on Twitter. So would I, yeah. Yeah, I think it looks good. Don't get me wrong. I think I went down there the other day, actually, just to have a look whilst I was in the area. It does look good. You were in there. It is the wow factor. But I think it's more so knowing what it could have been 
maybe maybe sticks in the mind a bit more if they had the other logo. I would have probably preferred that one personally. I think that's our image. Do you know what I mean? That's our our logo, our image. And... The line just looks a bit pissed, doesn't it? It's got a bit yeah. of a beer belly on it as well. <laughs> How long? What I want to know is right, and this could be jinxing it. Right. But what I want to know is, I wonder how long it's going to be before someone draws a cock and a pair of bollocks on it. <laughs> do you know what I mean? That's, yeah. that's what I can see coming with you. I, I, do you know what I mean? I can I see. Hope it's got some special spray on it or something to stop them. Well, when I, I, I mean, I, I spoke to Network Rail when they defeated over the other one, and mm. the fellow I spoke to was, yep, yeah, no, look, there's loads of walls around there. We give you the walls, blah blah blah. Was going to be involved, you know, helping designs, put designs to the fan base, all of that. And unfortunately, uh, snubbed, fucking kept out of it, whatever way, whatever way you want to look at it, I weren't. Is that it? No. Um, <laughs> no. You've got your walls. Yeah. I might have a wall. I might not. Um, and, yeah, a, and, a, and a certain organisation or two um, <laughs> might be doing their own thing. So um, obviously, if or maybe not, or if it does or not, if you have any ideas, obviously, do let us know. Do get in contact. I'm sure you'll be happy to hear ideas, mate, won't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, it's me and a couple of other people who are looking at it, obviously. We're looking at some designs and put the designs out to the fan base to um, to choose because that's only right. We will need help raising a bit of cash to fund it because, unfortunately, there is no money in the pot from network rail plus they've moved off of Bermondsey now on to another part of London but you know it's not over yet we'll see what's what but yeah if 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 we can pull off what it's looking like we've got fucking hey ho <laughs> very coy there mate I like it you're kind of you're, you're suggesting but you're not suggesting you know I look it might, I might not have anything yeah do you know what I mean no, I might not have anything I might have I yeah. might be going out and doing gorilla painting. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> you know, there's plenty of walls around Millwall. When you wake up one morning and you see something there, it could be us, might not be. <laughs> could be. Mm, probably wouldn't be. I guess, but, you know. Yeah, no, I, we'll wait and see on that one, I guess, mate. But I guess if we move it on just to Tads, obviously this week we've got two games coming up. We've got Middlesbrough on Wednesday at home and we've got Hull on Saturday away. Ironically, if we lose both these games and obviously implode and don't get the playoffs both of them could overtake Charlton before the weekend and put Charlton in the relegation zone if Charlton don't pick up a win so I mean no obviously looking at two games obviously two tough teams two teams at the bottom of the league scrapping away Middlesbrough have got Neil Warnock in charge at the moment obviously stepped in to be the great escape sort of recreation I think they got a win didn't they against Stoke a couple games ago and since then they played Hull and lost and obviously I think they lost at the weekend as well if if I'm not mistaken what are you expecting on Wednesday from Neil Warnock's Middlesbrough? Um, well, I mean, look, you know, if you look at it on the games we played them before, we've won 23, they've drawn 14, and I think we've we, they've lost 19. So, and that goes back to, what, 1904. So, I think they are a tricky team, but they're not nowhere near where they used to be. Um, I think they're beatable. Um, and if we played like we did against Charlton, then I think they're easily beatable. But again... You've got you've got to take to their disadvantage, really, that there is a hell of a lot of bad feeling at the club at the minute. Their, the morale must be low. And part of this is we don't want to give them that morale boost, do we? No, it's right. I think, mate, how lucky were we last season under Harris? I think Middlesbrough is on 44 points. We finished on 34 points last season and finished 21st place. I think that's the lowest points tally 
as far as I can remember, to stay up. It just kind of shows in perspective how competitive this league is this year. Anyone can beat anyone. But yeah, when I think to last season and us just staying up by the skin of our teeth on 34 points and you look at the likes of Charlton on 46 and you're thinking, you're not even safe yet. You need a couple more wins to probably be safe at the moment. I know we've got Wigan on 16th who've got their points deduction probably coming their way. But It's a dodgy story there. Yeah, very true. I think um, they'll be minus 12 points, which puts them on 38. So maybe they might be all right. But yeah, even down to Luton. I think Luton have picked up a couple of wins recently with their manager coming back. So yeah, I think you're looking at, obviously, Middlesbrough be fighting against it for us on Wednesday. If we want to get a chance in the playoffs, I suppose we need to get two wins this week. And Hull kind of themselves have been self-imploding. I think they beat Middlesbrough. But aside from that, they've not been too pretty this season as well, especially the second half of the year. So Hopefully we get two wins and try and push back to the playoffs, mate. No, let's see. I mean, yeah, Middlesbrough third, third from bottom at the minute. Yeah, and then they hold fourth from bottom. Yeah, I think you know, I think Wigan are going to be banging trouble. That could just save Charlton, but I mean, Charlton's only on forty six. So yeah, I mean, it is, it is squeaky bum time again. Hull, you know, they're, they're they're bogey teams for us. You know, you look at the stats of what we played and won and everything else. Yeah, okay, fine. You know, we've won more games, but there is squeaky bum because they are. You know, they are two. I know we've got the bottom end of the table coming in, but they are two teams that we need to win against. Very we true. don't really want draws. We need to win. I mean, we're on fifty-nine points. I mean, Cardiff obviously are on sixty-four, and we need to catch them. They're the last place we need to catch them. So every game we need a win. In Cardiff, have um, got to play Fulham and they've got to play um, Derby, I think, in their last five. So, if you're looking at potential times for them to drop points and us to sneak in there, I mean, let's not rule it out. It could be a possibility if we get some wins, mate. Yeah, I can't believe Brentford. Flying, right. ain't they? They're really I mean, good how, how good would that be for them to go up Yeah, and then literally start the first season in the Premiership in their new stadium? Yeah, have you seen that stadium? I think uh, they've got the colourful oh. seats and stuff like that in the stands because in case it's empty, it makes it look like it's a full stadium on yeah. the TV. So, <laughs> I mean, it, uh, you know... I, I, be in the Premier League, but... I think it's a shame they've got a new stadium because the old stadium with a pub on every corner was, was mm. great. But it's sad that they don't get to say goodbye to their old stadium. Yeah. But, you know, what... Would you fucking care if they got... You know, if they went up... If you were Brentford and you went up... Mm-hmm. Um, I think they've got four wins and not considered a single goal in their four games back, mate. So, I mean, I've always looked at Brentford and we've always seemed to do well against them. So it'd be a shame next season not to have us as their bogey side if they do go up. But yeah, I think obviously fair play to them. They do play football, I suppose, in the right way. They, they like to pass it about. They've always been a side that they use the whole money ball method where they buy players for cheap, sell them for more and seem to do well. I don't know. Yeah, no, they do. They, they, they had a good set but I think... It's not proving to be that great at the minute. I think it's you know it's on a financial basis. Mm-hmm. Um, say we win the next two games, and the teams around us are, are you know pretty stated. They don't really necessarily win a lot. The ones below, say Cardiff as well, don't. I mean, we get up to sixty-five, we'll be into the playoff. Can we start dreaming? Could you imagine it? I think we jinxed it when we came back before the derby game and started saying we dream big, mate. But no. The last three games, we've shipped only one goal. We're defensively solid. We seem to have got that down to a T now. Just but need to score goals. Yeah, need to score some more goals. That's it. That's and I think with Bennett coming back, hopefully he stays fit. Mm. Bennett, you got Wallace on the right. Matt Smith up front or Tom Bradshaw. You know, Thompson back to full fitness. Hopefully he gets a game on Wednesday. Story of our life though, isn't it? Yeah. We don't seem to find those prolific strikers. 
for sure. Um, anyway, but I mean, I think someone was telling me that Wednesday is the one to watch, especially if Smith scores, mm-hmm. because it's basically it'll be breaking his record. It'll be the most goals he's ever scored in any club. I, I think, think he's always suited us. I, I remember looking at him. I think we bought him one day in Holloway many moons ago, and. I remember him bursting on the scene, I think, with Oldham. And I've always looked at him thinking, he's a Millwall-type forward. I know, like, obviously, it's kind of saying we're lumping it to the big man, but he does more than that. And I think he brings a kind of element to the side of fear. I'd love to see it. I know it doesn't really work in the formation at the moment, but I'd love to see 4-4-2 with Bradshaw and Smith up front for a couple of games, especially if we don't really get to the end of the playoffs or have a chance. It'd be good to see just kind of what we could offer if we tried to play Smith and Bradshaw up front together. Would you prefer not to go? Would you prefer not to go this season and have a, uh, have a proper run in next season? I think you've got to take the chance whenever it comes to you. I think if we got there, obviously it'd be stupid to say you wouldn't want to try and get there. Under Rara anyway, we look like we're the kind of side that will go in places, even if it doesn't happen this season, mm. hopefully next year. I'm not saying we should be aiming for the playoffs next year, but if we're looking for improvement and give Rara a summer to sign these players, I say a summer, I don't know what we're going to get next season because when's the season going to start? But if he gets a chance to bring his own types of players in, you know, hopefully he does and hopefully the club back him, even though financially maybe it might not be right at the time. If he gets his signings, why not? Why not think big and think to the future? But I think, if, to be honest with you, I don't think we'll get it this year. Five points to Cardiff is a big amount at this point in the season. You're looking at us really to win our last five. I know Rarick said about nine or ten points or something, didn't he, earlier today. But to me, I think if you look at Cardiff's fixtures, there's two possible tough games there. But the rest of them... You're looking at us, I think if Cardiff finish on 74, that means we've got to have a right blinder towards the end of the season and try and get there. So, you never know. I just, I just while we're talking, I just brought up, um, I was just looking at a stat page from <laughs> Millwall and all-time totals, we've won 1,872 games. We've drawn 1,237 games and lost 1,695 games. And we've scored goals 6,737, goals against 6,406. So goals for and against are fairly equal. We're, we're, we're quite impressive. It's quite impressive. <laughs> it kind of shows the club we are, mate. Always been kind of up and down, up and down, League One, Championship, especially in recent times. So it shows a lot, I suppose. I wanted to touch on one other player because it, it came to my mind on Friday. How good's Marlon Romeo been since lockdown's come up? Again, it's, it's what's his name? Whatever Gary's doing, mm-hmm. Gary has brought him out. He is, he is just, I don't know, he just seems to have something different about him. He's got I less mean, responsibility. Just, the, the yeah. He's got less responsibility and he's kind of, he's got less pressure. So even when he is defending, I don't think he's worried about defending his box in a sense because he's got Hutchison there to back him up. And I think um, Sky showed a graphic on Friday and... Romeo, apart from Smith, was our furthest forward player. So he was literally just given the right to bomb on the whole game. And he had he had the kind of security hutch behind him. And it's, it seems to be working well for him, I think. Yeah, no, I think it is. I mean, you look at yeah, 2017-18, league appearances 22-31, league one. I mean, he's played, but he's just a lot of subbing. But now he's just, he's just coming on fire. Um, I think even uh, in the summer when we brought in Alex McCarthy or whatever his name is, I think that's or Jason McCarthy. I can't remember what his name is now because he's not been used for so long now. Mm. Um, but the fullback McCarthy though is at Wickham. He, he was brought in obviously at the start of the season to kind of rival Romeo, try and take his position. But what's been the reality is, is Romeo's just gone leaps and bounds, and 
if anything, you look at our sides, you've got the likes of Wallace, Romeo, Cooper, Hutch, Thompson. You've got players there that are worth, in the, especially in the transfer market nowadays, you've got valuable commodities in the side now and players that seem to be invested as well in us and seem to want to be here for the long run, especially if Cooper signed a new deal a couple of weeks ago. Cooper signing was a great, a great thing for us. I, I, I don't know. I mean, look, no disrespect to Neil, great manager, great serving for the club. But some of the players since they've gone seem to be coming out. Could that be down to experience? Could that be down to the fact that you know Gary maybe is a is a great you know man manager, or is it down you know Callum Davis as well? Was obviously he's not there no more, is he? I think he's no, he's gone up to Kilmarnock, hasn't he, to take the yeah, job? There. You know, whatever he's doing, he's bringing out you know some of the younger players a lot better. I mean, Romeo was was on the verge of going, you know, he, he, he was good, but he weren't, he weren't really great. And now he's turning into becoming sort of a really good middle player. He chases down everything. Mm-hmm. Um, a bit like Jed some days. Jed, you know, Jed will chase down everything. And then other days he just, uh, you know, if he can't be fucking arsed, he won't. Um, <laughs> no, I'm actually right, mate. I think, I know we've had a bit of a chit-chat today. We've kind of covered all the games. But I'm going to poke you for two predictions from the next two games. So I'll give my own quickly. I think we'll get a win on Wednesday against Middlesbrough. And I think we'll get a win on Saturday against Hull as well. I'm looking at Wednesday. I'm hoping we turn up and comfortably win 2-0. I'm looking at Saturday and I think we'll nick it as well. I think we'll be solid, but we'll take our chances as well. I think we're going to get six points this week, what do you reckon? Yeah, I think we will get six points. I think we'll probably do Middlesbrough 2-1. And I think we'll probably do... Hull. I could see Hull possibly being a bit one side. I could see Hull possibly 2-0, 3-0. Okay. I just think we've got that in us at the minute. I think I think the momentum's moving. I think they needed this win against Charlton to get a bit of positivity mm. and, and lift that morale. And I think, you know what, I I, I I agree with you. I think, yeah, I think we'll get it. I think there's some later games. But we always seem to do well with the teams at the bottom anyway. Yeah, definitely. I think if you're listening to this and you agree with us, do let us know what your predictions are, are for, obviously, for the week coming up. I personally can't wait to come back on Monday when we've got zero points and we look like idiots. So, <laughs> I mean, yeah. Well, if we do, then um, I reckon Marie and Andrew will fucking be cunting you now <laughs> rather than me. So, um, well, we haven't touched on that, actually, mate. <laughs> do we want to touch on that? Or yeah, fuck we... it. I don't give a shit. Do you, you find it? Basically, we'll give a little we, shout we, out to our uh, reviewers. If you if you do enjoy us, by the way, please feel free to give us a review, um, either on iTunes or Spotify or whatever platform you listen to us on. I think reviews help us, and we'd appreciate hearing your reviews and feedback. We've got a nice they also review. give us they give us huge amount of laughter. Um, yeah, correct. And we 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 read the reviews. We love the fact that you know you've taken your time to leave us a review. Do you actually take your points on board? Yeah, of course we do. We, we, you know, we, we need to, we need to, I'm trying to find it now. Okay, so we've got, oh, got oh, do you want to read it or do you want me to read it? Oh, go on, no, I haven't got it. Go on, you read right. it. Okay, you read so it. It sound better currently. Marie and Andrew. Um, he's cutting me right off. One star out of five. First, he's quite complimentary to you, mate. He goes, Mickey did incredible works with the AMS and all Millwall fans should thank him for the impact AMS had on the Battle of the Den. Shout out to you, mate. Podcasting isn't his thing. Only listened to one episode and not sure I'll bother with another. Omar came across really well in his defence, but not enough to rescue this. 
I'm also legend, my I'm just uh, I'm just a lackey. <laughs> um, if anything, you might have noticed that I led the show today, so we'll try different things just to see how it goes. You know, not to criticise yourself, Mickey, because I think you do a great job, mate. But yeah, interesting review. So we've got another review here from Louis and Reggie, which we like. So obviously, if you do leave a review, we'll read them out at the end of every episode. How about that? So obviously, a little shout out for yourselves. Four star for us. Really enjoyed this episode that highlighted how football memories helped a fan and called Ted, who had dementia. As a carer, I have seen how music can help dementia clients, but I've never realised how football can too. This podcast is very interesting, and although sadly Ted had passed away, it was lovely to see how much football had played a part in his family. All those happy times to remember. Well done, Mickey and Omar. That's a nice one, mate. I bet you got a review there and you didn't even fucking do the show. That's, that's, you see what I mean? Right? <laughs> I know. I do a show that. with you, I get candid. Right? <laughs> I do a show without you, and you get fucking praised. I know. You know what I mean? I, mean, I, I don't know. Look, but seriously, jokes aside, if you haven't listened to the show on Ted Lynch, have a listen to it. It's 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 the first show of mm-hmm. a couple around that subject of talking about dementia um, and the benefits it has. Look, I, I, it's a good show. Some of the other shows we do, there are going to be more different shows and whatnot. We're now starting to get into the mix of it. You know, like I said, you know, um, reviews, good, bad, honest up front. You know, if you've got an idea how you want the show to do, we've got some interesting talent we're trying to get on, some up-and-coming newbies uh, to the Millwall world. They're, they're hopefully coming up. There's a show we're looking at right now, which should uh, possibly be interesting, is that we're looking to do a show with some commentators. Just have them on as guests, do what we're doing now, but go into some detail of, you know, what's it take to be a, you know, what did it take to be a, uh, a commentator what's it take to you know what research do you do where do you look for it and that sort of stuff so I think I think we're doing that probably in about a week or so within the next week or so and I think that'll be an interesting show because Definitely. you know they some commentators are really good some commentators are really shit and I think the ones we've got coming on are are definitely one of the, the better ones we've got out there it'll be interesting to see on there but yeah I mean there, there's there's some I think we've got some good shows coming. We've done the family. Um, I'm in the middle of editing that now. We're going to put out as free shows. I'm in the middle of editing this. If this show, by the way, sounds shit, it's because I might already edit it. You know, we might be leaving it and and I'm and get praise for not being it. No, and if it is good, if it is good, I edited it. But no, I think we're still, we still know, obviously, this is kind of a test run for us at the moment, obviously. We're aware that, you know, we're new to the scene, so to speak, but we're hoping next season onwards we'll be able to kick on and offer consistent content, stuff that people like to listen to. And yeah, so far we're happy with the reception we've got, I think. I think we're number one in the Philippines we were last week, weren't we, Mickey? We were. We've been knocked off a spot, knocked off the top spot in a minute by the rival podcast, yeah. um, you know, who... Um, we shan't mention, but at least yeah. it's at least it's a good friend of the show, Nick Hart. Nick's knocked us off uh, the Philippines. You know, he's number he's number one at the minute, and we're number four. Wonder why we done so well over there, mate. Was it? Do you reckon the lady boys had something they like over us, or what we think? Yeah. You know what? I'm surprised that we're doing so well in the Philippines because they obviously haven't seen your picture yet. Um, <laughs> you know, once they do, <laughs> unless they're saying you're telling us, so <laughs> you know, you brought out the lady boys, not me. Um, I don't know. Uh, it, we've joined up recently to some charting software that will give us information around the world. I mean, currently, we are all over the place. I mean, currently, we're in the Great British charts. We're in Australia, Ireland, 
Ireland, uh, New Zealand, Philippines, Philippines number four. We're twice in Philippines at the minute, actually. And then we've got American stuff. So, I mean, you, you know, we're not doing too bad, but you think how many podcasts are out there. And I think it's, you know, it's all a learning curve for us, though. You know, it's all about content. I think we're, yeah. we're looking to build. We were looking that really we were going to use this half of the season as a test to get down what sort of content picks us up, good listening, what content gets replies. And yeah, go for it. I mean, we are ideally what we want to do is our pretense going forward is that we want eventually to have a full interactive show. So me and Omar are here, but basically we can bring you on. So whether that be through Zoom, through text, through, you know, live chat, we've got a, a we're looking at setting up a Telegram group. We can get a Google group. We, we've got, we're looking at loads of different options. And I think that by the time next season starts, there's going to be some, there's definitely going to be some interesting things happening. Let's hope we're allowed to go to the games, mate, because I fucking miss it, mate, big time. I miss being there. Watching on TV, it's all good, but I suppose Friday had an edge to it. Didn't want to lose them for the first time in however long it is, 24 years, but God, yeah, I miss being there. You've never seen this win, have you? No. Well, never seen us lose. No, I've never seen us lose, sorry, yeah. I mean, I was born 95, but I weren't going to them when I was one years old. So, but yeah, God, I miss it. I miss being down there. I miss going to the away games. Do you know what? I was, when I was watching Friday, I was thinking, obviously, they've never beaten us ours in 24 years. And now they can't beat us with no fans either. That's it. Do you know what I mean? So, yeah. Um, so yeah, look, if you've got any ideas how you want it, give us a shout. If you're up and coming and you think you've got a voice and you want to come on, let us know. Yeah. Marie and Andrew, thank you very much for your review. You're very kind. Thank you very much for taking the effort to yeah. A, listen to the show, mm-hmm. and B, writing a review with no spelling mistakes. That's <laughs> perfect. Um, and if Andrew or Marie, if you want to come on the show, just DM us or send us an email at thatmillwallpodcast at gmail.com. Send us an email. Mm-hmm. We will get you on, and maybe we can have a debate, and you can call me a cunt live on air. Who cares? I don't care. But, you know, let's look. This is all about fun and games. Yeah. Anyway, I'll show because you're leading and... No, that's it. No, I'm you're right. I sitting back. I don't have to fucking hold anything to, <laughs> anything to a time constraint. I don't yeah. have to force it down the line. I can just sit there and no. go, you know what? I could be as troublesome as I want. You could turn up without any work, mate, and turn up on Monday and give me anything you want and we'll try and make it work 100%. Um, yeah, like I said, I think we covered everything there. As always, thank you for listening. As Mickey said, feel free to drop us an email at thatmillpodcast at gmail.com or follow us on Twitter at thatmillpod. Leave us a review on Spotify or iTunes or any podcast inside you listen to us on. And uh, yeah, we hope to see you next week and come on me well. Up the lines. Progressive is America's number one motorcycle insurer, so we understand motorcycles. No, really, we have a bike translator. Okay, so this bike feels like he's capable of a little more than just trips to the convenience store. Oh, also, he wants to let you know that you can buy a gallon of ice cream instead of a pint every time. (laughs) Those are his words. So he said roughly like, blink the last wheel. It doesn't really translate, but the way he said it was super funny. (laughs) Get 24-7 roadside assistance with Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Roadside assistance subject to policy terms and limits and may require comprehensive coverage. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. We understand that the journey as a supporter isn't always smooth sailing, but rest assured you're not alone. There's a vast network of fellow fans who share your passion and may be experiencing similar challenges. Honesty is key in any relationship. If your friend asks you how you are feeling, tell them honestly. If you're going through a difficult time, let them know. 
Opening up about how you are feeling can really make a difference. After all, they are your mates for a reason. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.